This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. The holiday season is full of gatherings and parties. At some point, someone usually brings out a box to play a game. Ahead, we'll hear about a new card game called Story Wars. And yeah, you're going to find people of all walks of life that you know may may not agree or may not love a card in particular. But you know that's something that in 550 cards they can set aside, and the fun can still ensue. That story and more coming up this West Virginia morning. Support for West Virginia morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. Following the three-week gas outage on Charleston's west side, West Virginia American Water says it is working with customers to file claims for losses, annoyances, inconvenience, and out-of-pocket expenses. Up to $2,000 can be reimbursed per household. The company says customers will be contacted via mail, email, text message, or phone call to file a claim starting this week. On Monday, December 11th, customers will have an in-person location to speak with claim handlers. The location is still being determined. West Virginia American Water says customers should be prepared to provide identification, receipts, and a copy of their Mountaineer gas bill or proof of residency. Mountaineer Gas Company, meanwhile, filed a lawsuit Monday against West Virginia American Water Company in response to the three-week gas outage on the west side of Charleston. Brianna Heaney has more. When a West Virginia American water main ruptured on November 10th, water flooded Mountaineer gas lines, leaving around 1,500 residents without access to natural gas. Hundreds of residents had appliances damaged or destroyed, which Mountaineer gas is currently having replaced or fixed. Mountaineer gas blames the outage on the failure of West Virginia American water's facilities. Mountaineer Gas demands in their lawsuit that all the cost of the gas outage be paid for by the water company. West Virginia American Water says that any speculation on the cause of its main water line break or the gas outage is premature until an investigation is complete. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney in Charleston. The United States joined six other countries over the weekend in a commitment to stop building new coal-fired power plants and phase out existing ones. Curtis Tate has more. The United States joins the Powering Past Coal Alliance along with the Czech Republic, Cyprus, the Dominican Republic, Iceland, Kosovo, and Norway. The agreement, reached at the COP28 International Climate Conference in Dubai, formalizes what has already been taking place domestically and worldwide as natural gas and renewables have eroded coal's place as the dominant fuel for electricity. The United States has built no new coal plants in more than a decade and is on track to close half its coal capacity by 2026. This year alone, coal has fallen below renewables and even nuclear, accounting for less than 20% of the nation's electricity. Next year, it is projected to account for even less. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. A former employee of American Electric Power has been sentenced to probation and ordered to pay restitution for the embezzlement of labor union assets. Gary Fridley II of Cross Lanes will serve three years 
federal probation and pay nearly $20,000. According to the Justice Department, Fridley was a labor union secretary and entitled to reimbursement for lost wages when he took time off to conduct union business. In 2018 and 2019, according to DOJ, Fridley falsified reimbursement forms and forged the signatures of other union officials. Then he cashed union checks he wrote to himself. The U.S. Department of Labor conducted the investigation, and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of West Virginia prosecuted the case. West Virginia has received national recognition for student support programs in schools. Chris Schultz has more. West Virginia is the first state to receive national certification as a licensed partner of communities and schools. Active in all but two of the state's counties, communities and schools connect students to caring adults and community resources, such as mental health services or clothing. During his regular briefing Tuesday, Governor Jim Justice highlighted the program's impact on the state's children. And these site coordinators and these people are reacting and they're doing it. And there is so many success stories, it's unbelievable. For nothing. For peanuts in the scope of things. The West Virginia Department of Education says communities and schools has supported more than 100,000 students in the 260 schools where it's been implemented. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is beginning an Appalachian fact-finding mission in West Virginia. Randy Yowie reports. Public and private health care leaders gathered at the Cabell-Huntington Health Department to showcase what's working and address the challenges of rural health care delivery. Dr. Leslie Dauphin, CDC Director of Public Health Infrastructure, says this mission started here after learning that local community-based partnerships are making progress to improve health care. This was recommended as a place because of their accredited health departments and the way that the local partnerships work together uh, with the health system. Often says due to a federal flexible funding program, this health department has been able to hire staff. Her concern is what will they do when the funding runs out. In order to get the work done to protect the health of the communities, we must have a sustained workforce. So we know that there are workforce challenges. We're here to learn what's working, how they're using the funding that they've received to hire, recruit, retain a workforce, and what we can do to help them sustain. Dr. Michael Kilkenny, Cabell Huntington Health Department's CEO, says a CDC infrastructure director needs to know the state's continuing broadband access challenges relate directly to health care. Let's start with telemedicine. Uh, telemedicine is uh, showing a growing importance and one of the ways to break down some of the transportation difficulties that we hear time and time again from the public is to be able to come into your living room no matter where your living room is. Dauphin says the CDC is here to learn more about infrastructure, workforce issues, community partnerships, and data modernization so federal policy is made to bring the most benefit to those in need. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Huntington. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 751.
Mostly cloudy today, chance of rain or snow, gusty wind in the southeast, high temperatures in the 30s and low 40s. Cloudy skies tonight with lows in the 20s, decreasing cloudiness tomorrow with highs in the 40s. Support for WVPB is provided by HD Media, presenting digital and print subscriptions for the Charleston Gazette Mail and Herald Dispatch. Information at hdmediallc.com. The holiday season is full of gatherings, get-togethers, and parties. At some point in many of them, someone brings out a box to play a game. West Virginia native Harrison Reichman has one he'd like you to try. It's called Story Wars, a card game where players battle to come up with the wildest, craziest story. Bill Lynch has more. Harrison, first off, give us a little background about yourself. So I'm from uh, Hurricane and grew up in Putnam County. I've been a Taze Valley Hurricane boy my whole life until I went to college. I went to the University of Virginia, and then right after graduation, I moved out to L.A. But uh, growing up in West Virginia was like a really special part for me. And so like it's a place that I hold dear to my heart. I travel back frequently because I feel like it just rejuvenates who I am and why I love it so much. Uh, Talk about Story Wars. How did you get in the, uh, the, the game building business? I got into the game building business because I've been in the entertainment business for 15 years. I am an idea generator. I'm a creator. I'm sometimes resistant to labels. I saw a way to encourage storytelling from anybody by creating a card game. You know, that became a new avenue for me because I have been a director and a filmmaker and doing other roles. Okay. So the, the concept, how did you come up with that? Uh, concept came from uh, really a lot of the times that I've spent as a development executive, where I would hear ideas being pitched to me for hours on end. And I'd say, you know, in essence, I probably heard, you know, 12,000 ideas from really talented people. And, you know, anybody's familiar with like looking up a description on Netflix or, or IMDB for something that they want to engage in. And so I just had a moment where I started thinking about mashing up ideas, whether it be like a horror or a rom-com or a drama, and pairing those scenarios or instances or characters in these kind of juxtaposed genres. And, you know, how fun could that be? When I was starting to play test it, I uh, was really incorporating a little bit too much of... Uh, of the writing uh, minutiae into the game. To eliminate that, I um, got a lot of feedback from friends and I started figuring out, you know, where could I simplify the game so that it could truly encourage anybody to build a story, even if they're inebriated, because it's a party game at the end of the day. Okay. Speaking of parties and, and inebriated, who should play this? Oh, I think anybody should play it. I, I think your grandparents should play it. Uh, you know, I think anybody anybody can play this. Are we sure uh, about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen great reaction from people and um, seen people of all ages buy it, which has been fun. I think one of the things that makes this game and games in this genre a little unique is that it gives people a license to say things that they wouldn't normally say. And in terms of storytelling, um, it encourages anybody to be a storyteller. 
Uh, you know, I've thought about doing either an expansion or, or a full deck that could be more family oriented. But right now, this is for ages 17 plus. And yeah, you're going to find people of all walks of life that, you know, may may not agree or may not love a card in particular. But, you know, that's something that in 550 cards, they can set aside and the fun can still ensue. I think that people that aren't normally inclined to, one, play games, two, tell stories, this is a game for them because it's very simple to pick up, doesn't put any um, pressure on the individual that's telling the story. What's on the card is what they have to read. So it's really that simple. They don't have to ad lib or improvise beyond um, what's written in the copy unless, and there is a game mechanic where you play that way, but then everybody has to ad lib or else it's not really fair. So what's ahead for you? Uh, what happens next? Uh, what happens next is staying staying in the entertainment sector. Um, going to be launching uh, new games that are going to be under the Writer's Room brand. So I've been uh, slowly play testing those and keeping that close to the vest. And then I can kind of be a little bit more open with it on social media and continue to engage people. You know, I would definitely want to continue to uh, receive the feedback that I've gotten, um, taking what I've uh, taken, what I've learned from the game manufacturing business and then continue to apply it to new ideas that excite people. The game is called Story Wars. Harrison, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Bill. Story Wars is available now at many local game and bookstores. It's also available online at writersroom.inc. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Haney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.